0: Hey, welcome to Simone. J. I'm Sydney. I'm Shu, and we're here on Halloween. Happy Halloween! Guess what we're going to talk about today? Halloween. No. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, Boo! Boo! So this day last year, someone in this room was getting married. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Oh my god. Um, it was so beautiful. It was beautiful. Those pictures I posted of us, of you in particular, with the blowjob. Yeah. Beautiful. I was like, I, for- I hadn't looked at those pictures. I was like, I forgot how beautiful they are. Yeah. Well, you look gorgeous. You looked gorgeous. Thank you. Um, I looked at those and I said, man, I should start wearing fake eyelashes again. <laughs> um, that was fun. We all got our own fake eyelashes. Yeah. They said, keep these. Well, I used to at that time. I used to wear fake eyelashes almost every day. Yeah. Because I remember that. I thought I was the Marilyn Monroe of fucking hamburger works where I worked at the time. Why the fuck was I doing anything? Um, But, you know, I do. I do like getting pretty. Same. Um, So, yeah. So now you've been married for one year. Yes. To the same man. I did it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to continue to do it. But yeah. I did it. One year. Down. Down. The year of paper, baby. That's right. Um, we'll see what I get. Yeah. So now we've been doing a podcast for over a year. Yes, yes, we have. And we get to talk about Halloween. And it makes me so happy because this is my absolute favorite holiday. And I did know some of the origins of, like, some of the stuff we do and where it, kind of where it came from. But researching it just... Made me love the day even more. Yay! Can't wait to share this with you. You're going to be amazed. Yeah. You're going to love it. I know you already do. You're going to love it even more. It's really the only holiday that I celebrate. Um, so, yeah. I'm yeah. excited. Awesome. Well, in case you don't know, Halloween is an annual holiday celebrated every year on October 31st. It's also known as the Witch's New Year. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. And let me tell you why. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) Well, it originated with the ancient Celts festival of Samhain. It's spelled Samhain. But it's pronounced Samhain. Samhain. Okay. S-O-W-I-N. Okay. Samhain. Um, And this was when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. So about 2,000 years ago, the Celts who lived in what is now Ireland, the UK, and northern France celebrated their New Year on November 1st. So that was their New Year's Day. Oh, okay. And that day marked the end of summer and the end of harvest and the beginning of winter, which was a dark, cold, dreary time for them, um, which was often associated with death because all their crops would die. Crops would die. People would die. That's when, like, people get sick. And in that time, you know, like, a cold could take you out. Yeah. So they were like, oh, the winter. Winter's coming. (laughs) Which is a reference to a television program. Yes. Yeah. You might know it. If you don't, it's okay. It's fine. Um, So, the Celts believed that the night before the New Year, the boundary between the living and the dead was blurred. And so, the ghosts of the dead would return, and they would cause trouble. They'd pull pranks and damage crops. What? I mean, it's like it's like the sense of humor that Europeans have. Like yeah. it's very pranky, you know. Yes. like oh, I'm a ghost. I'm gonna fuck up your shit. It is very pranky. Yeah. So I I've seen Monty Python and Benny Hill, exactly. so I'm familiar with the European sense of humor. <laughs> real rascally, real rascally. You yeah. know exactly what's going down. So um, they would do that, but they would also make it easier for the Celtic priests. To predict the future. Oh. And at that time, because they depended on weather so much to sustain their lives. Mm -hmm. And, like, everything they did kind of depended on how the weather was. It was important for them to have someone who could predict the future. It was, like, a comfort and a type of belief for them. They didn't have a farmer's almanac yet. So, it's, like... They're, like, tell me... You know, hopefully, I can go to this druid priest on, um, Sawin and he will tell me that I'm gonna make it through winter mm-hmm. and my crops are gonna be dope in the summertime. So, you know, yeah, hey, Sydney, you know, i By by the way, when Shu says, <laughs> you know, it's kind of one of my favorite parts of this podcast. <laughs> I never even noticed I did it until one day I did, and he looked at me and he said, you know. Well, the Keanu Reeves episode, <laughs> yeah. if you want to go back and listen and do a shot every time Shu says, you know, it's, it's a great time. Yeah. So what the Celts would do is um, they would celebrate the event of Samhain. With huge sacred bonfires that would be built and then the people of the community would gather around them and um, burn crops and animals as sacrifice to the gods so that they would have a good winter and get through it. Yeah, like we got to burn some of our crops and some of our animals as a sacrifice to ensure that our crops and animals are okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you ever watch Vikings? No, show I know I need to because you've it's told me they're so good—hot sex and great braids. Yes, yes. So it has everything you want in it: braids, beautiful updos, and sex—hot sex—and it's it's Vikings. They're fighting. Okay, I'll watch it. Um, but this is all like to me. It's like some Viking shit. Yeah, like this is what's happening. Because in one of the episodes, they sacrificed like one of every animal they had and a person well this is the thing is like most people who believe in gods you gotta sacrifice shit to them we learned uh, about that in our episode on uh, voodoo yeah today I was at the um, nail salon getting a pedicure and they have a little shrine there I don't know what religion they practice Mm -hmm. but they had a shrine there um, that they had been leaving snacks At the like, it was a pile of change, and then there was like a little shot glass of chocolate milk, and like a Big Mac and some candy bars. At first, I just saw like the candy, and I was like, "Oh, it's their little candy thing." And then I realized, "Oh no, this is some sort of donation. Oh, we're we're feeding the god with this chocolate milk and this Big Mac. I wonder what it was. I don't. That's cool. And I didn't want to be like, "Hi, I'm like super white and stupid. (laughs) What religion are you?" Like, what God are you giving these things to? <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, I feel so cultured now. I feel super cultured. I'm going to talk about this experience on my podcast. <laughs> you can download it on Apple iPod. Actually, just give me your phone. I'll subscribe. I'll just subscribe. Hand me your phone. <laughs> what? You want me to leave and never come back? But I paid you at $30. Oh, my God, that voice. It's the worst. And it's basically every affluent Pilates white woman that I've ever met. I know. Oh, Jesus God. fucking Christ.
1: Anyways.
0: Uh, well, maybe someone like that, they might be getting sacrificed. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. So they would sacrifice their animals and some of the crops. Um. And then they'd also wear costumes, usually, like, animal skulls and the skins of animals, to um, try to ward off the ghosts and keep them from playing tricks on them. Like, you can't fool me because I'm fooling you. Yeah. Like, I'm scarier than you are, oh, ghost. Oh, okay. Get the fuck out. Like, you don't even know what I am. Okay, okay. So, um, and then they would, like... Play games, like, try to guess each other's fortunes Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, and then, oh, I thought this was kind of cool. Like, they would burn their sacred bonfires for a while, and then they would put them out. And then at the end of the evening, when everyone was ready to go home, they would take from the bonfires and use them to light their hearths, their home fires. Oh, their hearths? Hearths. Is that who you say it? Yeah, hearths. I thought hearth. you said hearse. like Oh, like a, a dead person car? Yeah. And I was a like, hearse? why are we lighting that on fire? No, a hearth. Okay. Okay. A hearth. They're hearths. They're home and hearth? Yeah. Is that the same? Is that what people say? Hearth and home? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Well, <laughs> it takes- I don't really know about all this stuff. Like, I'm obviously super enlightened. I did get a degree in communications, but... I just don't know what you're trying to communicate to me now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they take them for the bonfire. Okay. Because it's sacred. And that um, would help protect them during the coming winter. Okay. And they would keep, because it's winter, so you keep that fire going all winter. Probably, yeah. Yeah, you don't let it go out. It's like the Olympic torch. You and keep I'm it assuming, burning. I'm assuming, like, I'm picturing huge bonfires, so they probably had a lot of sticks and shit to grab from. They probably had all the sticks. They have all the sticks because they know it's cold. Well, what the fuck else are you doing at this time? You aren't. <laughs> you're cutting sticks. Did I ever tell you that I went? I used to go stay with my dad in the summers because he lived in New Mexico and I lived here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And one summer he made me chop wood all summer, and then I got super. Had buff. to load it on a truck and help him deliver it to people because they would buy wood from him for oh, the winter okay because it was like small town yeah lots of, lots of people burning wood in their houses houses <laughs> am i having a stroke um yeah so that was crazy that and kind of like it was fun but it kind of sucked at the same time that was a lot of my childhood because i grew up in michigan and yeah. so we would rearrange the landscaping and cut down a tree and then we'd have to chop it up and move it to the storage under the uh, deck and then we would have to bring some up to the deck to use in the fireplace because I had this very little house if you picture a little house on the prairie yeah but then add a by bi- like if Paul were a bipolar alcoholic that's more or less my upbringing <laughs> But there was a lot of folksy elements like chopping wood involved. Yeah, Mm -hmm. same. I grew up in the woods. We were always chopping woods, you know. She be chopping. She She be chopping. chopping. (laughs) Which actually made me like Sawin even more. Because it was like, I felt like I could get in the mindset of these people. Well, what a great time. There's a bonfire. There's costumes. Well, not only that, but they're like. I'm fucking scared for this winter. Like, it's going to be cold as shit. And, like, someone always dies. So <laughs> I better celebrate now and fucking ward off those scary ghosts who might kill me. Because, yeah, it's always someone. It's my neighbor last year. What if it's me? Mm, yeah. You know? So they're doing that. Then by 43 AD, here come the Romans. All right. What are they doing? <laughs> well, Sydney, the Roman Empire had conquered most of the Celtic territory, and two of their festivals became combined with Samhain. Oh, okay. As they took over and they're like, "Listen, people, like you're gonna start doing what we what we do. Mm-hmm. Fuck your beliefs." So they had a festival called Feralia, and that is a day in late October when Romans commemorated the passing of the dead. Okay, it's like a Day of the Dead type thing. Yeah, and then they had a day honoring Pomona. Um, she's the goddess of fruit and trees, and apples symbolize Pomona. So it's believed that this is where bobbing for apples came from. Oh, that's and super cool! Later on, candy apples. I you know caramel I'll, apples. Yeah, I can't hear the word Pomona without laughing. Ever since I heard it as um standing for peeing out of my own nasty asshole <laughs> so when you're sick it's a real pomona situation oh my god i never heard that, that
1: i heard hilarious.
0: it i heard it some guest on natch butte said that and now uh i like every time i hear the, the word pomona i die a little bit ah, that's great yeah. nice so the romans are like we're gonna all incorporate this and now this is our new Sawin. gotcha it's great then, on May 13th, six t- 609 A.D. 609 A.D. Yeah, May 13th, 609 A.D. Okay. I kind of wish our years were like that now. Like, let's get crazy. Let's be like 10810E. It's too complicated. FC. I mean, time is just a flat circle, man, so it's like, why even assign numbers to it? We're just all experiencing the now. I mean, I'm here, but I'm also over there. It's like, (sighs) it's all a simulation. (laughs) Totally. So, on May 13, 609 A.D., Pope Boniface IV dedicated the Pantheon in Rome in honor of all Christian martyrs. Mm. And mm-hmm. and the Catholic uh feast of All Martyrs Day was established in the Western Church. Okay, that's what so. I read about. Is that it's like this Western Christian feast, yeah, thing, yes. And then um Pope Gregory the comes along, and he's like, you know what? We're gonna expand the festival. Include all saints and all martyrs, and he decided that it would be better observed on November the first. Okay, which became All Saints' Day. Yes, which is that's what it is now. It's mm-hmm. All Saints' Day. Yes, and that kind of incorporated some of the Sawin traditions, like I think there were apples about. Yeah, those are like a common thing. It's like a- like apples. everything I read about different Halloween traditions, there's always apples up in there. Yeah, they're there, man. <laughs> um and it's always like and it's like there's 3 days of feasting or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like what did people feast on? Apples. And, you know, they had some apples. There were some <laughs> fires around. Um I think they might have had like some sort of parties where they dressed up but they dressed up as angels okay. and like devils um and it's believed that this was an attempt to replace the celtic traditions and kind of get rid of sawin okay You'd be like look come do a church sanctioned holiday because we're the church oh man that's Follow like us that's like when the church tries to do like an alternative to prom Don't go to prom. That's where people get fingered, you know? (laughs) So why don't you come hang out at your church on prom night? And it's like, no, I want to get fingered. Like, come the fuck on. I want to lose my virginity after dancing in pantyhose for six hours. Uh, Yes, please. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just that's the the problem with prom. uh Uh-huh. Is that you you suit them up. You put that puss in some fucking nylons. And then after a night of dancing, you're supposed to lose your virginity. That's a bad it's idea. Not happening. And I'm so glad teenagers are having sex before prom now because yeah, do it. Just don't fucking wait till you fucking box that shit up, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. I did. I did not have sex after my prom. I didn't go to prom because I didn't. That wasn't a thing. Oh, because you were in college. I was in college. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. <sighs> yeah, shit, bro. Anyways, anyways, we got this All Saints Day, mm-hmm. and so the day before All Saints Day became known as All Hallows Eve, which would eventually become Halloween. Look at that! Yes, and it didn't come to America until much later, and we had a lot of Puritans in America, and so I read that it was more celebrated in like the south and not so much, uh, where all the like weird pilgrim people were. Yeah, probably in the south where we had the more of a Catholic influence, yeah, um, um, because they, the Puritans just thought it was like devil magic and shit, which it kind of is, yeah, um, yeah, so I had this thing about like how. So, there's this three-day observance of all Hallow tide, and it's the time of remembering the dead and the saints, uh, which are known as hallows, Uh uh-huh. um, blah, blah, blah. And, like, the religious people, when they would observe this, would attend church, and they'd light candles on the grave. Um, so, it's very much like a day of the dead situation, um, and they would avoid meat, some mm-hmm. of them. And uh, it says the foods that they would eat would be apples, nice potato pancakes. Oh, okay. Which I love a potato pancake. Um, I grew up in a Jewish community, and mm-hmm. I'd go to the Embers Deli, and all the waitresses would wear these like white baby tees because it was the nineties. Yeah, and they were just these buxom Israeli beauties, and they would say, "Oh, do you want uh, applesauce or sour cream with your potato pancakes?" And I would say both. Oh, shit. Um. I'm a wild woman. Oh, yeah. Um, but one of these foods uh, for uh, the religious observance was these things called soul cakes. Uh-huh. And I was picturing, like, a big cake, you know? But there are these little biscuits, almost like scones, and they're made with allspice, ginger, nutmeg, cinnamon, like, sweet spices, raisins, or currants. And they would top them with a cross, like, they score a cross into it or would lay the... Uh, raisins out in a cross shape and so these people known as soulers would um come door to door and they would ask for they'd get some booze and a soul cake in exchange for singing or praying for you nice which that's such a hustle yeah you give me booze and food and i'll sing a prayer for you um but people did it people did it and it was a tradition um, and I guess the Solars were holy-ish people. They were mm. the religious people, so whatever. Um, but I, I really enjoy that, because can you imagine how lit you'd be by the time you get to the end of the block? You're just full of sugar. And yeah, i say I pray after you. <laughs> is good. You don't die. i be praying. i be praying. <laughs> um, so that's one of the uh, theories of the origin of trick-or-treating was the okay. Solars. yeah. Um, And the interesting thing was I never knew what trick-or-treat meant. Like, you just say it. I always thought it was, like, give me a treat or I'll trick you. That's what it means. Oh, okay. It's a threat. It's a fucking threat. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Like, I'm going to fuck you up unless you give me a treat. Yeah. Uh, So that's interesting. (laughs) That is interesting. So, yeah. Because, you know, there's always those shitty-ass kids. Like, I saw on the news the other day, there were some – little assholes who were going around their neighborhood and slashing all the inflatable Halloween decorations in their neighbor's yard. Dude, I hate young people. Yeah. I, that's how I know I'm old because I got so upset. I was like, fucking assholes don't know how expensive that shit is. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Those things are expensive or like the kids who will uh, smash people's pumpkins that they have set up. Yeah. Or like egg someone's house. Yeah, I hate all of that. Or TP their house. I hate all of it. But I guess that's like the trick. Yeah, it's just Teen- Teenagers do shit like that all the time because it's like, oh, let's break stuff. Oh, my God. I totally egged someone's house on it. Did I... you? Yeah. I've never egged or teepeed anyone's house. I've done both. What? And you know what? I feel bad that I don't actually feel that bad about it. Well, whatever. You were a kid. Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, I mean, not feel guilty about it. Yeah. Yeah, don't do it. Um, But it is a dick move. Yeah, it's like don't do that. Don't don't just don't shit on anybody's like anything that somebody's put worker effort into it. Don't shit on it for no reason because that yeah. just sucks. Yeah. Um. Don't yuck anyone's yum. Oh. That, that's what they say when they're talking about like fe- sexual fetishes. Don't yuck my yum, man. You know, I just don't like that. It's, uh, it's no like, one gross. Don't yuck my yum. Yeah, I was listening to um. Oh podcast about these girls read YA novels. and then Oh, Teen Creeps? Yeah. Yes. And uh one of them always says, don't yuck my yum, because I think it's in one of the books they read. <laughs> and the other one's like, I don't like that. I'm like, you know what? I don't like it either. But, uh, but I guess it's a saying. It's a saying. so I learned it from Dan Savage, I think. I won't do it. I won't yuck the yum. Don't yuck the yum. I like Dan Savage, but I don't listen to that podcast anymore. He's a... Uh, He's problematic, I guess. It's one of those things where someone's, like, super revolutionary in what they're saying. But then as they get older, they become out of touch with the times. And I guess he does a lot of body shaming stuff. And he says some stuff that's, quote, unquote, problematic. I just don't care about sex enough to listen to his podcast. Like, I just don't care. I was feeling kind of like, am am I not living a good enough sex life? Because... He wants a lot more to be happening than I'm given. And then I was like, you know what? I don't have to, like, live up to anyone's standards as far as having sex. Like, whatever, as long as me and my husband are happy, we don't have to be, like, crazy or, like, do things that we don't want to do. There's only so many hours in the day. And so when people... I don't judge anyone for putting sex at the forefront of their lives. But for some people, it's the focal point of their existence. They have their job and they have sex. And their sex is, like, their main hobby and it's a main part of their identity. And they feel the need to tell people about it. And it's just very much... And for me, like, I love having sex. It's great. Um, I'm a very sexual person when I'm in a relationship. I want to... Do stuff with that person all the time, right? But it's not a huge part of my identity because also throughout the course of the day, like, I I spend more time at the gym than I do having sex. I spend more time working on this podcast than I do having sex. Like, there are a lot of other components to my life that sex isn't this focal point, I guess, for me. Yeah. Um. And so when people... When people talk about it in that way, it's just almost like a sports fan, where I'm like, I get that sports plays a big role in your life, and being a fan of the Patriots is part of your identity. I just don't. Yeah. It's just not for me. That's so, a really good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that, too. Mm-hmm. Cool. Glad we got to talk about that. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about hello you tell me, tell me about Halloween. Okay, well, it's Halloween. Yeah, you know, we went over that. We but did. Here's a, here's a ritual you could do on Halloween, because, like I said earlier, it's the witch's New Year. It's what people used to think of as like, here's the new cycle oh. that's coming. So it's a great time to set yourself free, release those chains that bind you break those chains of love oh okay yeah make those chains what i don't really know the rest of the song, song i'm singing that, that. I'll, I'll talk about it in an update because i don't know what song it is okay. <laughs> i'm thinking about like break these wings <laughs> and then fly again <laughs> no i think i was singing a george michael song and it's take these broken wings. It's, it's take these broken wings yeah. <laughs> and break these open chains <laughs> and learn to fly again. Learn to be so free. No. Oh, my I mean, gosh. yes. Yes. Okay. All of those things are true. Well, listen, uh, Samhain or Halloween is an ideal time for taking an inventory of life and releasing old patterns that may no longer prove useful. And I'm uh, getting this from a beautiful book I have called The Modern Witchcraft Guide to the Will of the Year. And so this has, like, all of your witch holidays and what they're about and how to celebrate them. So that's where I'm getting this ritual from. And here's what you'll need to perform this ritual. Get out a list. Write this down. I'm writing it down. You'll need a ball of red yarn. An athame, or like a knife. Okay. Uh, matches, and a cauldron. <laughs> I have a gumbo pot. That good enough. Good enough, okay. And listen, um, avoid synthetics like acrylic or polyester with your yarn. Go get some good old-fashioned cotton, llama, llama wool. Some alpaca? Alpaca. Some fancy alpaca fur from the uh, state expensive. fair. Yeah. Um. So once you got all those things, take the ball of red cotton yarn or thread and cut it into nine-inch pieces. And it's important that you choose. Oh, I already said a natural substance. Don't mm-hmm. be cheap, because guess what? Acrylics aren't magic. It Boys. needs to come from like nature, nature from Gaia. Yes, Gaia. Give me a red ball, of young Gaia. Okay. <laughs> Next. As you knot the ends of each piece of yarn together, forming a circle, give each one a name. Something in your life that you feel is holding you back. And um, you can, like, do as many as you want.
1: Oh, okay. Or there's there's you no limit. No.
0: Depends on how many chains you need to break. Yeah. To learn (laughs) to fly again. Let me be so free. (laughs) I cannot wait till we're just massively successful and there's a Broadway musical called Simone J. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Reviewers will call it a schizophrenic (laughs) affront to the theater community, but we'll know it's great. A stream of consciousness that I just can't follow. (laughs) Okay, so you have all of your pieces, and you've named them with something that you want to get rid of or let go of. Um, And once you have them all tied, you know, you're tying them, then put them around your wrist and tell them specifically, like, the name of the thing, I have carried you long and far. Your burden has been my teacher, and I accept your lessons. Now I summon the strength to release you, for your presence serves me no longer. This sounds like a great healthy ritual. Right? Yeah. Cheesecake. I have carried you long and far. (laughs) Your burden has been my teacher, and I accept your lessons. Now I summon the strength to release you, for your presence serves me no longer. That's my example. That's a good example. Thanks. Then you take your athame, which is your knife, and begin cutting through the circlets. So as the blade, this says the blade's dull. Is it? I don't know. I guess get a dull knife. Dull. Dull. Why do, so that you have to take time and be conscientious as you yes. saw through the yarn? Um, it says as the blade is invariably dull, this will be no easy task. Be persistent as you cut away your symbolic bonds. Imagine yourself separating from your actual bonds. Nothing worth doing is ever easy, and the small struggle is representative of something much greater. As someone who doesn't believe in practicing anything, um, I find this to be a very nice thing to do. Yeah, because I I think it's always good to kind of have a visual mm -hmm. for things that are emotional. Yeah, I... I guess that's why I like art therapy. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a good message that nothing nothing worth doing is easy. Yeah. So you, so get a dull knife. Get a dull knife. And, you know, just hack away at that. Be careful. Don't hit your wrist. Don't do that. Do it that. the other way. Um, and when your bonds have been cut, light them with the matches and burn them in your cauldron and say this. I send you back to the Dark Mother to be consumed by the flames of transformation. You are purified and changed forever in this fire, reduced to your pure and simple essence. You are no longer bound to me. I send you back to the mother, and away you will go, that something new and blessed in me shall grow. Okay. I just love little spells and, like, mantras, so. I mean, I think this cool. is a good uh, good philosophical yeah. practice. Yeah. And then when the flames subside and the cauldron... Cools down. Gather the ashes in a small pot and take them outside. Determine which way the wind is blowing and stand with the wind at your back. Blow the ashes into the air and let them dissipate and vanish. Vanish. And prepare yourself to make a new start. Ooh. Okay, this is cool. Don't listen up, motherfuckers. Listen up, Simone J. Heads. Don't fucking live the rest of this year. Going, oh, I'm going to change my life January 1st. That's when I'm going to start living like I love myself and I give a shit. No, we're doing it on fucking November 1st. Or do we do this on Halloween? We do the ritual on Halloween. November 1st is the new year. Is our new day. Yeah. All right. No procrastinating. No. Make a list. Maybe like DM us some examples of things that you want to let go in your life that you would tie to that ribbon like, let's see what you want to get rid of. Yeah. And I like that. we're all going to fucking do this shit. Even if we yeah. don't do the cauldron, we're going to make our list of things that have been holding us back that we need to let go of. And we're going to fucking let it go. And November 1st, we're starting as better, badder bitches. Oh, shit. I really like that. Yeah. Especially because, honestly... As soon as it starts cooling down here, which is like around that time, I get all spunky and I start to feel like fresh again. yeah and you like get a I sp- could start like a new life so you get that spring in your step and like it very much is my new year. plus I'm a witch so yeah like yeah I'm a bitch so it's like same thing you know same what I'm mean? saying like same thing. <laughs> oh my god we're bitching witches totally bitching witches. So, yeah, that's cool. Let's make our lists, okay. and we'll talk yeah, about it on that. updates. Everyone um, email, email a list of like we yeah. won't use your name. Like we're not going to blow up your shit. No. Simonchepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. And another thing, too, like if you don't want to go through like all those steps and shit, another way to do it would be to like write it on a piece of paper and then Go into some nature, some wherever you can, even if it's just, like, in your alley or something. And, um, you know, read each one and say, I release you or something similar to what I read. And then burn it. Yeah. And put it in, like, something safe that Bur- will don't, hold the flame. Don't start a forest fire. Yeah. Um, but that's another way to do it, too. Yeah. I think it's good. It's good to let things go like that and when you see it visually like burning away mm-hmm. or or you're cutting it away, it's like a good it's a good tie to the emotional mind. Yeah. Going, I can do this. I don't need this anymore. Yeah. As a as a as someone who used to uh cut myself, it would be like a visual practice of like memorializing pain yes and I'm really glad I don't do that anymore yes um so like you know if you uh if you're having these urges maybe just write it on a piece of paper and set it on fire instead of uh cutting yourself definitely so yeah these are these are healthy alternatives and ways to deal with things these are things um yeah don't don't hurt your body just practice sigil magic fuck yes yeah we're gonna do a whole episode on sigil magic Um, sigil it just a little bit baby sigil it just a little bit i cool. love it where are we at on time i mean we 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 can keep going we can call it quits it's up to you i just had one more little thing that i've read about that people do during Samhain or halloween that i thought was pretty interesting which is called a dumb supper oh What's and that? This is a dinner for the dead. Um, and dumb refers to being silent. So, it's something I really wanted to try, but I know for a fact, like none of my friends would be able to be silent for an entire evening. So I was like, I don't have anyone to do this with. I'll do this so with you. It's a dinner for the dead. Um, and some of the things that you eat are soul cakes. Okay. Um, dishes with apples. <laughs> Late fall vegetables. And um, game. Meat. Oh, okay. Uh, so, what is that? Like birds? It's things Maybe that like you hunt. So deer. Turkey. Yeah. Okay. And then you use black tablecloths, plates, cutlery, knives, and candles. Like everything should be black. Um, and the only source of light should be candles. So, from the time... Everyone enters the dining room. No one speaks. And then you make a sacred dinner area by casting a circle or smudging the room. Mm-hmm. And then um, you eat, You ask each of your guests to bring a note of what they want to say to their deceased loved one. And it all remain private. So no one else has to see it. But each person brings something. Because this is like for people that you love that have passed away Okay, dinner. So you bring a note that you want them to see and then um, you reserve the head of the table for the spirits that you're inviting to dinner and you, light a t- you use a tea light candle for each spirit to be represented and um, you shroud the chairs for them in a black or white cloth and then you begin the dinner by joining hands and silently blessing the meal and then you serve in order of age from oldest to youngest Um, and no one should eat until all the guests are served and I believe you serve the spirits first okay kind of like wait a moment for them Mm -hmm. and then after dinner um, each guest takes their note to the spirits chair and focuses on their note and then burns it and the candle that they burn it with um, represents their loved one so they use that candle to burn their note and then they return to their seat and then once all that is finished everyone joins hands once again and offers a silent prayer to the dead and then everyone leaves the room in silence and then the host would stop by the spirit's chair on the way out and say goodbye and Thus ending the dinner. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. That sounds like a great time. I thought so, too. But, like, you have to find people who are, like, open-minded and willing to take it serious and actually do the whole thing. And, like, I don't. I know. I don't know. People would get jokey because it feels uncomfortable to be around people you know and be quiet. Yeah. And so, yeah. And also, like, I don't know. I think there's something... It's uncomfortable, but it's, like, also unsettling in, like, a spooky way to, like, think about your l- dead loved ones and being silent and being, like, they're here with us right now. Like, a lot of people get freaked out and just can't, like, handle taking it seriously. But I feel like that's, like, a beautiful so. thing to offer a moment of silence for those people. Yeah. Like, that is kind of what it is, is, like, yeah, just shut the fuck up in remembrance and, right. you know, I guess in a spiritual aspect, allow them space to come through mm-hmm. um but then you're supposed to like i don't know get some sort of sign from them of like related to your note or okay. that they got it you know yeah so i i guess maybe some people would do it if the dinner was like 10 minutes yeah <laughs> you know what i mean uh-huh. like let's eat these fucking cakes and apples and A- be done with and it and be done with it and then we can just go back to getting wasted and talking about ourselves yeah But I always thought that would be a cool thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And to make it, like, really, like, more than just a fun holiday where people dress up and get drunk, but to make it actually, like, you know, you're celebrating the dead. And there's a reason for the holiday. And I I would be so much more into that than, like, going to a party in someone's backyard. Yeah. I mean, I'm basically into doing anything that's weird. Same. (laughs) So (laughs) when someone's like, hey, do you want to come do this thing that, happens millions and millions of times i'm like nah but if they're like you want to come do some sort of weird ritual yes 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 i do so (gasps) cool maybe we'll just me and you will do it we will okay and uh we'll wear our halloween costumes fuck yes (laughs) Uh, because i still don't know if i'm gonna go to any parties i don't know of any parties i (sighs) guess yeah um We were thinking about having a party here because our duplex mates are, like, our friends. Yeah. And we're like, maybe we should just take down the barrier in the backyard that separates our two backyards and Uh have, like, a duplex party. Yeah. Because they have a lot of friends. They have a lot more friends than me and Deacon have, Uh our duplex mates. So... They (laughs) have, like, a large crew. Yeah. Where, like... I don't know. I feel like I have friends, but none of my friends are friends with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So That's kind of my situation. Yeah. So it, it's hard to like bring everyone together because no one knows each other. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're like, I don't I feel awkward because I don't know them. Get to know them, bitch. It's right. Get to know them. Get to know them. Well, I mean, I'm sure my friends feel like they all know each other because whenever I'm not with someone, I'm like, oh, Sid- you know what Sydney would say? This is this is what Sydney would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what Mahala did the other day? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I like I don't directly text or talk to any of your friends, but yeah. like when I'm around them, I enjoy them. Yeah. um, I don't really directly text or talk to anyone. So same. I mean, yeah, I feel close to all my friends and yet I hardly talk to any of them. Well, because we're both people who don't need a lot of reassurance. Like, are we still cool, man? Are we cool? Yeah. Are we cool? Are we still friends? Um, Because I have, I know some people, they just need a lot more affirmation where they, they'll talk to their, just friends, not lovers, not spouses, just friends. They'll talk to them on the phone every day or they'll text every day or there's a group text that's always happening. Yeah. But I can go weeks without talking to somebody and I'm fine. I don't think, like, are we still cool? Are we getting along? Like, that's how I am. Yeah. yeah. I, so yeah. And I do have friends who are like, I never talk to you. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Just I will like, try harder. It's hard, though, because it's like you're just busy doing things and you're going to stop and start, like, a conversation. I don't know. I yeah. just, most people I know, we get together maybe once a month and we catch up. Yeah. Um, nice. So, yeah, it's whatever. Like. It's fucking not- Halloween, bitch. Yeah. So let me start telling people. It's Halloween, bitch. Yeah. Um, well cool. I hope everyone's having a great and happy Halloween. Yeah, have a lot of fun tonight. Like be safe. Um check your candy for razor blades before you eat it. All that bullshit. I just learned uh for my favorite murder, that that was all bullshit. Okay, I saw their new episode, which, oh yeah, I know I said I was going to stop listening, but I never did because I love them. Yeah. So I'm just dealing with the murder. You just have to deal um, with it. But I thought that that might be the case when I saw the title of their new episode, or the description. Yeah, Georgia does a very extensive history of what incidents led to that being nice, like a thing that people thought happened, um, but it never really happened. So. I can't wait to listen. Yeah, it's cool. very good. Um so yeah. Sweet. Well, happy Halloween, happy Saon, happy hump day. Happy happy hump-a-ween Ooh, I like that. <laughs>